Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander back with an NFL episode for everybody here. Got Jay White, professional NFL better, author as well of an NFL betting book. Jay White, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How you doing? Very well. Very excited to be talking to you about this. I think we were talking earlier. We last spoke on Sunday of what I thought was like a week ago, but it turns out it was like 11 days ago or so. And we were getting ahead of the Monday night football slate at that point in time. So uh, you you had some cool shades on. People like those. I know I did as well. Uh, happy to say that you're feeling a little bit better following some eye surgery. So we'll just roll on with some regular glasses in this one. Uh, we'll get to some of the Thursday night stuff that, that you're looking at here and, and a few of the things that I've got on my slate as well and then we'll get into just some regular sunday football and monday as well i'm sure we'll talk about that game uh one of the games in germany there's three really big games i'm sure we'll focus on those a bit and just give a little bit of the early leans of how we're looking at those uh here as it's wednesday night while we record right so i do want to throw a shameless reminder to everybody that there's an nba coast to coast podcast that i have going on right now over on the lines.com that is in uh coincides with the the nba podcast that i'm doing on the daily over here on land your bets as well so the NBA coast to coast podcast on the lines.com youtube page if you're not over there yet make sure you're getting the the daily picks that we're making if you're over here for the nba stuff on this particular podcast you know you're also getting a lot of like early lines and stuff that i'm looking at here um closing line value trying to get ahead of that uh, and we had a pretty good night doing that so far with a few of the games including the t wolves who blew out the the uh the nuggets so hopefully you got on that pick with me but head over there uh to, to the lines for the actual picks We've got you over here with the, the early, the precursor stuff. Um, and then also NFL as well, all over the place here, like I'm, I'm doing with JY right now, at least one of these a week for you guys. So we'll continue to trudge along. Uh, we're going to have some fun talking about bets and making bets together and be pretty chill about it, I think. But let's get to the fun stuff here as we look at what we've got moving forward in this particular episode. Uh, where we're going to be talking about Monday Night Football Week 7 here. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to be looking at how we did, rather, Monday Night Football Week 7. And then we're going to be talking about Thursday Night Football, like I said. We'll, we'll have a, a look at some of the sides and totals and run through some of that stuff with everybody. And then for uh, the player props that we have, I think we're mostly talking about touchdowns, right, Jay White? Like, I, I don't really know if I have any value on any particular player props in this one. Yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts about this Thursday night game with the Steelers and the Titans. I do have a couple touchdown picks and I, you know, I have some thoughts on the game as a whole, but not necessarily anything really in depth on the, on the players and any kind of yardage or rushing anything like that. Um, Just, just maybe some more surface level thoughts. Um, I got to say though, Monday night football week seven, that is so far on the rear view mirror. I kind of forgot. I thought maybe we could just talk about, week eight sunday how we did and then move forward for tomorrow and week nine definitely got i gotta run through for the people how we did it's not bad if that's what you're thinking too by the way i know it was a while ago and it's so out of sight out of mind just got to keep the people updated on how we're doing when we come here so that we we build a little bit of credibility and we can start to get a little bit of a record going but we definitely happy to like insert some of the the week eight stuff in here and look at how we did there and, and see if you're using any of that as well for week nine stuff, but let's, let's, let me just run through the schedule, just finishing it off. We'll, we will do some of that touchdown talk, and then we will be looking at Sunday, Sunday slate and Monday night uh, football leans as well. Uh, so let's move forward. Like I said, I'm going to be talking about how we did here really quickly. 
Um, if you'll remember, this was now Monday Night Football of last, not this past week, but the one before. So we're basically two and two. We're down 0.3 units. Uh, it all just, you know, we, we handed over a little bit of the VIG essentially on that week. But we'll be looking to, to put some more of it together. If the parlay for the people had hit that day as well, there was a bit more money for everybody else to win with us. Uh, unfortunately, we obviously did not come clean with a sweep there. But the Niners in general, maybe we just move on to uh, to some conversation about them as far as week eight and week seven goes, because they've lost three in a row. And I'll just ask after they got um, Chase Young now, which say what you want. That's a wonderful addition when he's on the field. It's absolutely insane. Like, how are you feeling? Like, where, where are you at temperament wise? OK, so this is why I was having trouble remembering Monday Night Football from last week is because I definitely blocked that out. Um <laughs> I remember feeling pretty good about my picks. I remember saying that explicitly. So, you know, it's, it's your, the mind does funny things. Um, <laughs> Protecting yourself. It's been, a, it's been a tough few weeks. I'm not going to lie. There has been quite the fall from grace. The addition of Chase Young to the defensive unit is big. Uh, the bye week, I, I know it's not great for them to kind of leave with that taste in their mouth of you know just kind of what has gone on the past couple weeks but I think it's what they need as a group kind of mentally spiritually I'm not sure but I think that this is the best possible time um, especially with such a big get you know it's gonna it's gonna take some time it's gonna take some discussions if they want to get right if they want to turn this ship around um, and get back to the team that everybody thought they were going to be when they were five and oh just a very short while ago uh this is this is the moment so you know i i don't want to get too on my feelings about it but i i'm not out yet let's just put it that way no and i don't think there's reason to be because the nfc is pretty open i would say in a lot of ways i mean if you're an eagles fan i think you're happy that your team is trending upward and and kind of always was expected to they needed some time to get right on offense, especially as we've spoken about multiple times, missing their boy now coaching out in Indianapolis, uh, former offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. So I, I think for them, the Dallas Cowboys, the other two teams that you'd consider atop the division, uh, atop the NFC with them. And now you throw on the lions who we've spoken about uh, before. Like it, it, it's just one there's uh, the, the, the sort of top three tiers as we saw them for a while, they just keep kind of shrinking. Right. And it started with like Eagles and Niners somewhere at the top Cowboys right behind them. And then the Lions further back. And like I said, it just sort of scrunched down to everybody being a lot more similar, which does help the idea that the 49ers are still very much in this thing. Like there's no reason on earth, even if the Eagles were flying further away at this point in the season, it's still week nine now of of, of an 18 total week season where you play 17 games as opposed to 16 right barely halfway there if you will so um i I think there's still plenty to to look forward to for the niners if you have super bowl bets i don't feel a strong need to hedge them because i don't even think everybody's so just clumped together in a big glob uh, even on the sports books odds for super bowl champion and and mvp is a similar situation because no one's pulling away from any pack in any way there's just really no clear favorites there either so i think we'll hopefully know more in four to five games from now we'll have a clearer picture but you, there's no way you, you obviously the Niners aren't giving up on the season. They're making moves. Right. So yeah, there, yeah, there's still more to come. I'm not, I'm not hedging. Um, and yeah. I will say that exactly, exactly what we thought was going to be happening with the NFC is indeed happening. Um, I mean, 
with the exception that you know we've hit this bump in the road for the Niners, but there hasn't there haven't been any real surprises or upsets. Um, whereas I think the AFC is much more kind of dynamic, messy, a little bit more confusing. Um, you know, could be some potential dark horses in the race. I don't really think that's happening in the NFC. We said this. We said Niners and Eagles, and we said Cowboys, Lions, and then kind of everybody else. Like I I remember us talking about that, and that still you know rings true um even though there's a lot more to say like now that we're eight weeks in uh those those facts are still on on paper yep 100 percent. we got receipts uh and we're gonna keep moving forward with it so we're not i mean that's that's what i was what i was trying to say you know (laughs) we literally have betting receipts for you yes um monday night though last week didn't feel great um do you have any thoughts on sunday as in a couple days ago week eight um before we move on I do because okay. I, I got saved by a few things um, because same. I, had, same, same. I, I was I was leaking, leaking money and leaking confidence for a few weeks in the NFL prior to week eight. And okay. the things that su- that succeeded for me were taking the Lions, um, the taking the Giants to cover. I teased them as well. I was just like, like what happened is my, my lessons that I've learned are. When you have ugly football, when you have two teams where it's gross um, and you're not really sure, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen, then just assume that it's going to be a pretty close game because neither is competent enough on the offensive side of the ball to pull away in any real way. Um, I, I bet it started out great by betting the Bucks last Thursday. And then as we move forward, um, like I said, took the Giants there. The one I got wrong was the, the Lambs. Um, but the sides were working for me. I only had one play with player props, uh, or I'm sorry, like two plays with player props where I parlayed roughly like four of them uh, together in, in some combination over like two different parlays. And, and, and one of them worked out, one of them didn't, but everything else with the sides, I just felt like I, I, my teasers, I'm going to tell you my last thing here and, and I'll, I'll shut up and ask you how you did as well. I, I was on a, a podcast recently with a, a guy from Unabated, which is a really solid platform for for looking at uh, expectancy and, and different uh, odd finders, if you will, like comparing odds across different books and, and seeing where v, EV is and all that kind of stuff. And so we were I was having a conversation with one of the guys who's like a, a managing editor of, of the platform. And he was like, when it gets to Sunday morning, and I thought of you right away, he goes, when it gets to Sunday morning, I start, I'll probably put together like, anywhere from five to seven teasers because the market has dictated what, where this game should be. And it's at the most correct place it's going to be. So now I know I've got a a reasonable number to work with that I'm teasing as opposed to just teasing these arbitrary numbers that some dude at a sports book put out that without really having the market pressure, move it to the correct exact point that it should be at by Sunday morning. So that's, that's what worked for me. Once again, I listened to my guy, Thomas Viola shout out Thomas from, uh, from unabated and, and was like, yeah, okay, I'll have more confidence in my teaser bets. Just do it at the right time. Pick the spots that you like with the numbers that where they're at on Sunday and go from there. I mean, that's, that sounds very astute to me. Um, it worked out this week. How, how about you with week eight? What, what was your, your shining, uh, great you know, road to glory? Who led you there? Uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, a couple of barn burner spreads, Dolphins, Cowboys, Chargers. I hit all those. Chiefs, Broncos, that was a plot twist, but I had a bad feeling about that. So I actually stayed away. Um, wow. Look I at did. you. Garcia. Oh, it was bold. a good week. My buddy and I have a, fi- a pick em league and you have to go five and oh. 
to get to win like a, a if you go five and zero one week you win a bunch of money and then at the end of the year it's like a, you tally up your wins and whoever's got the most gets a big grand prize and we were a win away from going five and zero because we listened to somebody else who convinced us to take the Rams and take and go off the Vikings otherwise we would have gone five and zero but overall went seven and one together with with the spread so felt really good about it. God, the man picked the Broncos. Okay. I know. All right. Well, I, I, I just didn't touch that one. Um, so, so subconsciously, you know, maybe I knew what you knew. Um, Niners and Bengals, not sure I can say anything about that right now. Browns and Seahawks. So I think I'm, I think I'm moving away from Seahawks being an auto fade to just entirely avoiding any game that the Seahawks are in or next to, or in an adjacent state to, I, I swear to God, they could ruin a parlay they're not even in. I took the Browns in the first quarter and felt great about it until the last minute when Geno Smith just had to ruin it for me. I'm choosing to take that personally. Obviously, I'm trying to deflect my feelings about the Niners. You know, maybe I can examine that later. There's something there. Oh, there's something there, but overall, I had a good Sunday. I, the public in general did, I think. Yeah. Um, Vegas took a hit for sure. And I was of the mind that Vegas, Vegas, the team, the Raiders and Detroit was a classic trap spot because of that. And I was wrong. Sometimes a bad team is just bad and you don't need to go poking holes and try to reverse engineer mental gymnastics your way out of it. The line was moving toward the Raiders, despite the vast majority of the money being on the lions. And I found that very suspect, but sometimes the public is right because it's really the right side. You know, Vegas can't always outsmart us same way that sometimes popular music is popular because it's good. Okay. You know, yeah. the Lions were the popular music of the week. That's so true. The, the... I, feel, I feel like there's a Taylor Swift joke in there, but I... no, nope, no, there isn't. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Say her name I one more time because it. then we have the requisite number of, of Taylor Swift mentions in this video for some AI yeah. tool to pick it up. The, no, we'll who, skip it. It, for for the for the um the pop singer that that we could be use as an equivalent like lady gaga slaps i don't care who you are that that she knows how to write songs i like so many of her songs that would be my equivalent of like i'm sorry that this might be like a weird overly trendy take but she's good the the only thing i would say about the lions as lady gaga is jamie garoppolo i know i know make a like how many Niners fans were watching Monday Night Football and watching him overthrow Devontae Adams and just going like, oh, right, that's why we lost a Super Bowl. Congrats to the Raiders for getting the quarterback who couldn't hit a, a pass with a guy wide open 40 yards down the field. God, it was painful. You know, it, it, Jimmy is not that guy. Many would argue that he was never that guy. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. But regardless, in the here and now, he does not have it. Um, it was It was like genuinely painful and the cameramen knew what they were doing like they were right up in his face like just pain etched all over it it was awful to watch they did fire they face. did fire mcdaniels yesterday it was really that bad so increasingly rare raiders w with that move um yeah. i don't know maybe i'll reassess in a few weeks but for now i'm i'm out i'm out on the raiders i'm yeah. just gonna send my thoughts and prayers to Devonte adams and hope that you know he can hang in there and stay healthy and that something better mm -hmm will be coming for him like I, I just don't know what else to say but if you if you didn't bring that take to this podcast i was gonna probably intervention you with some people you were gonna mcdaniels like, me yeah listen <laughs> jenna we're all here because we care about you and you need to stop betting on the raiders because it's hurting all of us 
<laughs> but at any rate, fair. I'm with you. I, like I, I was on the lines too because I'm a lines believer, and there are some cases where I don't care about the spot. Like I think that's one thing that I that good better should do a better job of is making clear to the public. Like if you're a sharp and you're playing a number and you're providing content and picks to people, be very clear that that number is what you're playing. You're not playing this like the matchup. You're not playing much of anything other than in this situation, home dogs cover at a 55% rate. I bet so much. It's so much volume that all I got to do is win 53% of my bets and I win. So when I get some value like this, then I hit it. I hit the spot. That's fine because you're a volume better. But if you're not, then you need to take into consideration the games. You should probably watch the games. You should take into consideration matchup and how one team does versus another and listen to people smarter than you, obviously. But either way, like, at the end of the day, like for the, the Raiders and the Lions, that was one to me that was like, don't overthink it, essentially, in, in summation, right? And Which, and which is what to, I was to, trying to say now in hindsight is like, yeah. I should not have overthought it. I was right. trying to get too cute and, right. you know, think about like, oh, well, Vegas took a bath. You know, they're going to be making some calls. Yeah. You know, this is too obvious. The line isn't moving in the right direction. You know, I just kind of yeah talked myself into the Raiders plus the fact that yes we I mean it's, I do have a slight soft spot for them I'm, I'm just telling you that straight up like that's part of it too um yeah. I wanted to believe in them um so you know I I was I I am fully ready to admit like I was on the wrong side of that for a couple of yeah. different reasons but I think that, that just makes me a better better in the long run is being able to kind of examine why those things happen like I'm not taking any of this shit on like a coin flip there's yeah. a lot of different factors going into it um and sometimes I don't have them right, and that's okay. Yeah, hundred percent. I fully agree. So, let's uh, let's look at this game here that we got for for Thursday night football, and uh, make some of these kinds of picks, if we would. So, what we've got here, if I would get to this correctly, is Tennessee at Pittsburgh plus two and a half. As we sit here, it opened at four, by the way. So people bet this down, believing in Tennessee a bit more. The total sits at thirty six and a half after opening at about 38, 38 and a half in some spots few things I want to throw at the people that I have on the graphic here for those watching on YouTube. Will Levis is going to make his first true start after Malik. Malik Willis was supposed to split reps with him and then lasted a drive, fumbled, and was like, okay, no more of this. Uh, I, we'll get into Will Levis in a minute. Kenny Pickett, looking like he'll play, trying to like grind it out with busted ribs, which is not easy to do when you're a quarterback and responsible for torquing your body to throw a football have, uh, as hard as you can down the field. Both teams are in the top 10, uh, and excuse me, in the bottom 10 in offensive DVOA. Both teams are also in the top 10 in defensive DVOA. I lied, though. The Titans are sitting right outside of it at 11, but I'm not going to like make that correction in the graphic here. I only have so much space, but it is basically two top 10 defenses when you look at the important metrics that a lot of people care about. So I guess with that in mind, just sticking to sides or totals for this one, I know you have at least one play for this one. Let's talk about it. So I, I guess I'm not fully up to date here because last thing I read was that Pickett is on the wrong side of questionable right now. Um, but sounds like you have gotten some more up-to-date information. I thought he was out. Tannehill is out for sure. Yeah. The, the thought of both of them being out kind of levels things. Um, but even, even if Pickett's not out, I think that this is a buy low spot for the Titans right here. And I like the plus two and a half. I would have loved the four. I really need to get better about getting in on, on these spots that I like um, right when the lines open. Uh, usually I'm just not that ahead of the game, um, but I would have loved plus four in this spot. 
Will Levis was really impressive last week in his NFL debut. Um, you know, that kind of things happened before. You know, I'm never going to celebrate any player ever going down, but Tannehill being out is maybe exactly what the Titans need right now. I hate to say it. Um, yeah, Levis finished uh, 19 of 29 with 238 yards to the air and four touchdowns, which it's got to be said is more than Tannehill has had all season. Um, he was sacked twice, but no picks. DeAndre Hopkins averaged 32 yards per reception by grabbing 128 yards on four catches from some really stunning passes. Um, three of those four receptions were either in or took him straight to the end zone. Derrick Henry was the leader on the ground. Um, he had yeah. Tw- yeah, I mean, 22 carries, 101 yards. That's the second most he's had this season. He only had more in the game against the Bengals um, in week four. And that was back when the Bengals were still looking extremely mid before yeah. Joe Burrow, like had his bionic comeback. Yeah. So I always tend to think that the marker of a really promising rookie quarterback is that he can make the pieces around him better mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. So I'm really interested to see this week, what those routes are going to look like for Henry. If this was kind of a one-off or if Levis has what Tannehill doesn't, you know, what the Steelers might've taken away from watching that game, what they might've prepared for, it's possible that it was luck. It was possible that we have the new look Titans. I think setting this line for the books, the odds makers, it's probably a bit of a crapshoot, which is why um, it, it's probably moved quite a bit. Uh, it's tough to say, but I like the Titans here with a breath of fresh air and spark, even though I am a Mike Tomlin stan. Um, I don't think this is the spot for him. Um, I think this is, I think this is a really good spot for the Titans. Do you still like it at two and a half? I mean, that's if you're going to take a dog, like that's like the worst possible number. I know, but I I do. I would maybe even go money line. Yeah. Um, but I this is basically a pick 'em in my in my yeah. mental book. When I say my book, I mean like my book. Um. Yeah. So yeah, plus one, plus two. Obviously, if it were three and a half, I would I would hit that all day. But right. uh, I I missed out. I still feel good about two and a half but money line in there as well, or just really stick to the, to the points. Cause it's like, it's such an ugly, weird game that there could be a, a weird six in there. Right. Low there could total. Be a, someone could have an 18 point total in there and that messes you up. Right. Like it could be 20 to 18 in this game so easily. So I, yeah. I'm not definitely not advising against the, the two and a half. I'm probably almost always going to hit a money line of a plus two and a half uh, dog, that's but that's not like, infinite wisdom in any way shape or form um by by any means there was a one and a half spread that could have been middled the other day when the browns won by one point against the colts at minus one and a half favorites so um i i agree with a lot of what you said i want to go back to one quick thing because i am actually addicted now to what we'll call ev betting and clv betting closing line value betting where i'm just looking because of the nba because the nba is so crazy and you it's not necessarily a great strategy, but that's what my podcast right now on the land your bets NBA daily is, is like getting ahead of lines 40 hours in advance, which 40 hours in advance of an NBA game is the equivalent of like 10 days before the next football game where you're trying to get lines and like figure out how to, to bet them honestly. Right. Because that's when they're opening. So, um, 
with that in mind, like I agree, like you should be looking at the opening stuff. You still need to like know how to play it. And, and, and CLV can be a tricky game when you, when you think you, you, you have a, a solid game theory for how things are going to play out. So either way, like once you get to this point in the week at plus two and a half now, once again, I think it, it's, it's Wednesday as we're recording this, things are still going to like new information could come out. Things are going to change, um, you know, by, by Thursday that like by leading up to game time, this could be a three for instance, or it could be even be a two because people do are keep are hitting it and like Rabel in this spot a lot as a dog. And they believe in Will Levis a bit. So I, I'm with all of that getting to the point, the final point before we kind of like maybe talk a little bit more about some, some player props and stuff, because as far as the side goes for this game, I, I'm only on that with you. I'm, I'm only on Titans and Mike Rabel to come through in this situation. It's very interesting that it's two of like, sharp betters favorite coaches on the world is these two guys Vrabel and Tomlin like they'll they'll bet them in so many instances because it's these guys and they don't make mistakes at key moments right so I think no matter what it's a close game I think it's ripe for a teaser at two and a half on a Thursday night football game Mm. to be honest with you I don't I don't like teasing games with two days in between them I hate it I hate sitting there waiting on Friday and Saturday to know if the bet that I got right is going to hit. If it didn't hit, I feel like I just wasted something, you know, so I, I don't love it. But once you get this game to eight and a half, like neither of these teams are going to win by eight and a half. They don't have the offenses to do. If anybody has, then if Will Levis is the truth, wonderful. Then Will Levis is the, is the one dude. Oh, then they're, win. they're winning by, That's you know. It. So you have so many more outs. But in on that case, yeah, exactly. you know, there's it, like, don't take that risk. Like just, yeah. if you really think that that's going to happen, just grab the money line. Like don't get right. greedy. Right. Yeah. And, and my thing is like, you know, I'm looking for teasers and I, I'm always looking for like the four legger when I, or, you know, three legger when I, for sure, four legger when I can get it. Although the three leggers are just so much more secure. Um, but either way with, with those, with that in mind, like, I don't want to look back on this week and, and wish that I hadn't, it just means I have to do a little bit of work a little bit earlier if I want to throw it in the tease. But it's just one of those things where when you have these two duty teams, like when I, when I tease the giants up, right. It was like, it doesn't matter who, <laughs> flip a coin for who wins this game with these offenses, you know, the, between the jets and the giants, same kind of concept here. We're talking about two bottom 10 defenses or offenses, two top 10 defenses, and you have to be able to throw against the Titans. That's it. And busted ribs, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky strike zero fear into me with, with that as my bet. So uh, anything else on, th- on that before we just throw in uh, some anytime touchdown stuff? No, I, I yeah. think that's kind of the extent of my take on it. Bet. All right. For some ATD talk with someone who, look, like, I, I know I pump you up a lot with, with this stuff, but, like, I, I respect the hell out of your ability <laughs> to figure out who the hell is going to score in a football game um, because it can be tough. And, like, last year you shocked that, like, you shocked me the first couple times with these bets where I was like, I mean, I know that you have reasoning that you use to get here. I just don't know what it was. So it seems like magic. Like until you know the trick, it's just like you're so wowed by it. And I still don't feel like I fully know the trick, which is why I think I keep getting wowed by it. Um, But let's talk (laughs) about why you like the couple guys that you like here, starting with Mr. Henry, which you can still get good value on Derek. Uh, Derek Henry touchdown plus 155 is juiced up for you because he's playing a really good run defense, right? Okay, so actually, let me let me start with um, okay. Deontay Johnson. Uh, okay. Like, because that that's my top pick here. Uh, at, mm. I see it at plus 240, 220, FanDuel. Okay, that makes sense also. Yeah. He, so he had a lot to say after last, last week's game. Um, he was reportedly facing a fine for ripping the refs. I don't know if they followed up on that smoke, but I was also reading his comments, and he had some 
pretty productive thoughts about what the team needs to do to shift. I think it was the right mindset about making adjustments and not just being frustrated. Specifically, he said, making big plays early, that's key uh, for helping the Steelers get off to a fast start and staying on track. I mean, that's not exactly groundbreaking, but I think he's right. They don't play well from behind. When asked about his return from his hamstring injury and how it um, kind of changes the offense, he noted that it takes the pressure off and allows them to have a lot of one-on-one matchups if they go zone. Either he or Allen Robinson can work the middle based on the formations. I could see him coming out really strong and focused. He and Pickett had a couple of chances to connect on Sunday and, and they just couldn't get there. So I know he's going to be watching that film and trying to figure out what it's going to take to find that chemistry with Levis. Like what's the difference maker. So you could take him at plus 240 for any time. Or if you think he might be able to follow through on what he's saying about coming out of the gate hot, like you could take him for first touchdown score at plus 1000, or you could split the difference on the risk and go anytime touchdown first half for plus 500. Um, if you want another one, go Derek Henry. This is well, tough. I, no, let me, let me get in on the Deontay Johnson talk real quick. Okay. Um, if, if it is true, if it, if, if it's, does it matter if it's Pickett or Trubisky? Let me ask it that way. To you. Um, I don't know why I said chemistry with Levis. Like that was I know what part. you meant. Sorry. Um. I, I, I have a thing. I, we, we all know what you meant. Um, I think it, I honestly don't think it does matter because I think it's more about him yeah. than the, the QB that's thrown to him. I get what you're focused but on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would agree. It's interesting. It's really just a knock on your run game when you say we need to get – that's what he's saying is we can't run the fucking ball. <laughs> right? I mean – That's what DeAndre Johnson's saying. We can't play from behind because, like, we can't, we can't successfully run the ball, which means they know what we're going to do when we're behind. Period. Right. And so yes. um, I don't know if he's trashing Najee. They haven't really given uh, Najee does a lot of no, running no. To, to people's butts, um, you know, so whatever you want to do with that. Maybe I'm just a frustrated fantasy football owner. But at any rate, like I, I agree with the logic here. The the thing that you have going for you is that that secondary is pretty Swiss cheese for the Titans. And if you can, like they give up touchdowns, they give up points to wide receivers um if you're a big physical guy like Deontay Johnson you should be able to do pretty well against this team um getting 15 16 yards on the field I think he needs to either break one right a slant route of some kind he needs to break one which he's a very capable runner with yak and all that you you have to be on this team he and George Pickett's both very good at the yak because you have to be uh with the type of offense that they're capable of running which is pretty limited so that and then the other option is you you get in the red zone like this team needs to get into the red zone something that they're not able to do um and have not been able to do with Mitch Trubisky in the short sample size and in some games they were able to with Kenny Pickett but overall they're obviously run, relying on a bit more the, the good news is too I don't think they're you, you're right for rushing touchdowns with them so like you're gonna kind of have to pass it into the end zone from wherever you are um making him like a, a highly more likely candidate to to get in there so uh, let's 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 do uh, Sir Henry as well. Mm. If you want another one, so it could be either or. You want to do both. That's tough. It's a low total, so you want to yeah, be careful. Totally. Um, I I do think the Steelers' defense is a bit overrated. So if you feel better about Titans getting the points on the board, I would say this is a great spot for Henry. Um, 
So I'm in an argument with my good friend Dre that has been going on for at least three months now about the merits of Derrick Henry versus CMC. I just will not back down on this and neither will he. Um, it's approaching Mexican standoff territory. I have absolutely no disagreement about Derrick Henry's level of talent and his stats, you know, walk the talk. But if we are discussing right now, current best running back in the league, I just cannot see how this is a debate. I just can't. Um, it's not. I'm not going to get super hot about this. Uh, Dre, if you're it's listening, not. Josh will back me up here. God bless Dre, but he's just flat out wrong about it. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's not even a question. This isn't two years ago. And, you know, two years ago, Steve he's hurt. It's just, it's not a conversation worth having. Right. That said, I think this is a great spot for, her, for Henry. Um, I'm making this pick <laughs> despite this fit that I'm willing to throw. I would love to see another 100 yard game for him. Um, this is a chance to, to shine with some new circumstances. So um, a little bit more square. If you don't like Deontay Johnson, if you feel better about the Titans and leaning on that side, I would maybe do one of my favorite um, touch on scorer game order parlays. I didn't check the odds on that, but if you like the Titans, pair that with a Henry touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think if you're going to take them to like for both of these guys, I don't know, like, I guess it's not totally worth it to just throw two player performance double you know, anytime touchdown with the win kind of things in there. It's not, not necessarily worth it. Um, you, you are going to increase that juice, but I do want to mention that like these things have gotten nuked in the last couple of years. If you'll remember, and I know you do a couple of years ago, even, even, even a couple of years ago, even last year to a degree, but definitely a couple of years ago, like you could get some legitimate juice on these touchdown odds. And because of how popular they've become amongst the influx of people joining the sports betting world, which no shade, happy to have everybody because uh, I'm making content to, to hopefully help some of you out, but like that's just nuked them. Uh, and so now you know, even like a first touchdown odd, those are crazy. There's like plus 500 is like as they'll go as low as plus 450 for a first touchdown. Anytime touch like Christian McCaffrey, that's you wild. You're find, it, it just, it's still nuked. It's still nuked down to plus 400 for, for CMC to be the first touchdown scorer. So um, even though it's CMC, so many things could happen. Totally. Like yeah, it's, it, it's worth so much more. Yeah. I thought than... it was hilarious that the, the first touchdown in the Raiders and Lions game came after the Lions had been in the red zone four times and it wasn't them who scored the first touchdown of the game. Like if you had a Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross, Sam Laporta, Jared Goff kind of first touchdown score prop and they were in the red zone four times without getting a, a tutty, one turnover, three field goals, and then... <laughs> Josh Jacobs runs one in in the second quarter. That's bananas. I mean, in fairness, I think there probably was a lot of people on Josh Jacobs' first Fair. touchdown score, but it just it took it. Plus 500. Know. It was like plus 550 or something, which is crazy. Like at that point, you might as well bet on the team that's the dog who you get a little bit more juice for their guys to score first because they're not as likely to score in the first place. So, um, I mean, that was crazy. Like, how long did that take? Yeah, almost, almost two quarters. Yeah, he scored in the, the end mean, of the second. I've like had relationships shorter than that. Like that's ridiculous. Hundred percent. So I don't know if you. It, by the way, last thing I'll say on uh, this real quick is if you parlay these things together, you can also get them really juicy. But the very last thing I'll say is like I, we're doing this to have fun with anytime touchdown talk. I think we're both just like look, find the value with the with the Titans. Once you get down to thirty six and a half points on a total, I can't I can't reasonably bet that two professional football teams can't account for 
for like one of them getting 20 points. I just can't bet on that. So uh, I'm going to stay away from the total as well. The value was gone at 38, honestly, once it went down to 36 and a half. And uh, as far as the, the the Titans winning this game, yeah, plus four was a great number to take Mike Vrabel on the road, 100%. Once you get to plus two and a half, I'm still fine with it. Throw it in the teaser. And that is all the time that we have in this one, Jenna. I appreciate your time, as always. Uh, we're going to continue to try to do some of these with everyone as much as we can. I mean, I'm going to be fully honest with you. This NBA is kicking my butt, at least time-wise. I, I feel like I'm kicking its butt, being up at least more than three units after a week betting it. But, like, still, there's it's pretty time-consuming. So we'll, we'll look to get up, you know, uh, these NFL ones when we can, especially on these island games. I enjoy that. But either way, I appreciate the time. Any, any parting thoughts for the people? No, I don't think so. Just that I am looking forward to this weekend. If you yeah. want to chat about anything on the side, let me know. I think that we're getting to the point in the season where, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm maybe picking and paying attention to the flashier games. There's a good amount of kind of like nothing burger games on the slate here where you might be able to find some value, like Colts, Panthers, Rams Packers but I'm getting to the point in the season where I'm starting to narrow my focus and um, I want to talk about you know Chiefs Dolphins um, and, and Bills uh, Bengals a couple more big ones on the slate this week so yeah. I think that there's a lot to look forward to stay tuned if you have questions let us know we're here Absolutely. for you Absolutely. Yep. I, I know definitely, especially on social media, I, I definitely shout people like you out. I have a couple people I talk to about NFL stuff that are secretly sharp who don't even actually necessarily even have like Twitter accounts or anything like that. But I give you guys the credit. Like this is on behalf of myself and Jay White. This is on behalf of myself and, and Levy, another guy I've talked to as well. So like uh, really, really appreciate your, your time and, and you coming on here so we, people can put a, a face to the uh, to the, the name that I'm throwing out there sometimes when I'm talking about the picks that I'm making. But we will be back with you. We promise. Uh, like she said, definitely continue to uh, follow along. Hit us up and hit me up on Twitter. If you have any thoughts or questions or anything else, I'm always up there trying to provide. We want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So until we do talk to you next, best of luck and happy betting. Thank you.